Welcome to Spirits of Whiskey. We explore the wide world of whiskey through the many colorful personalities who make it, promote it, write about it, and more. With each podcast, Carrie Moynihan, a certified bourbon steward and bartender, and yours truly, Philip Dobar, director of the Cocktail Collection, interview whiskey's most important names. From high-profile makers, blenders, and ambassadors, to out-of-the-way innovators and remote pioneers. Join us as we discover the people and elements that give the water of life its spirit. It is Whiskey Wednesday, September 29th, 2021, and you're enjoying episode 53. Today on the show, we have live and in person, Mr. Paul John, chairman of John Distilleries in India. Stay with us. Yeah! Hey guys, we're back, finally, after COVID-19. I'm Carrie. I'm Philip. I'm Louise. I'm the chef. Chef Louise Leonard, as in Whiskey, A Chef's Journey. That chef. Yes. We started shooting just before the pandemic lockdown. And now today, our very first day, you are catching us on set. And we would love to talk to you about how you can help get us from here to your TV set. The thing is, we've run out of money. We mounted a pre-production campaign, which was very successful. Thank you very much for that. But now we're back into production and we need your support for this you supported this uh, the first go-round, or if you didn't, we welcome your support this time. The thing is, we want to take this show around the world, quite literally. Quite literally. And that takes money. Yes. So, won't you help us get this to market? You can visit whiskeyachefsjourney.com for all of the information you're going to need to help us realize this project. Well, I think it's a cheers to that. <laughs> cheers. cheers. Our guest today on Spirits of Whiskey is Mr. Paul John, chairman of John Distilleries in Goa, India, maker of some of the world's finest single malt whiskeys. Welcome to Spirits of Whiskey. Thank you for having me. Yes, welcome, welcome. Great to have you with us. So, um, generally we start each episode asking our guests about their whiskey journey. So tell us, how did you go from a young man in India to this big, huge... I mean, you're the biggest name in Indian whiskey that I know of. So how did you get from uh, from a wee little boy to yeah, this big whiskey guy? When I left, uh, after I finished my education, I was thinking of what to do, and then I decided to uh, get into business, which was always uh, you know, something that I had in my mind that I wanted to do business. And I got into the making of biscuits. Biscuits? biscuits. I bought a factory like in British biscuits, in like cookies? I mean, you could call it cookies also, I mean, okay. but yeah, I mean, it had all the different types of biscuits. So I started that in two years' time, you know, I blew up all the money that my dad had given me to start my business, you know, had to wind it, you know, shut down operations because, you know, things didn't go well. Dad, I spent it all on cookies. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it was a disaster. But anyway, it was a good learning for me. I would say that that experience taught me what the real world was. Anyway, to cut things short, two years down the road, sorted out all those issues that I had, uh, cleared out all the debts that I had, or rather I would say settled all the issues that I had, and then I managed to get a license to manufacture alcohol. And the reason I managed to do that was that my father was in trading of alcohol. Okay. He had, uh, you know, the wholesale business and he also had retail shops uh, in a small area in, in India, in Karnataka, called Kurg. Uh, where he still has about 23 retail shops and he continues to run them even now. 
So that was my first thinking. So my dad's in manufacturing, so why not start manufacturing? And, and that's how I set out to start my production. Uh, put up a plant in Bangalore. Mm, that was must have been in, in the early 90s, 91, 92. And started. Uh, you don't look old enough to have done that in no. the early nineties. I'm I'm doing the same math as you, Carrie. I just don't see it. Yeah, I, I'm 55 now, so I mean, I started pretty oh, early. See, I was going to say you look 45. Yeah, I'm younger. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. I'm younger than both of them, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> okay. Good. Even though I may not look it. Now you studied general business in school. Yeah. Well, I I I did uh, commerce and then I did my law. So basically, I did okay. uh, you know business management. But more than that. I was interested because my dad was doing business and at an early age I would go with my dad to his, you know, the businesses that he used to run. Mm. So, I mean, I had, I, had, I had some interest in, in business and I thought that that was uh, what I would like to do when I get older and that's how I started focusing on that. And where in India did you grow up? I actually, I'm originally from a state called Kerala in South India and then my dad moved to the neighboring state called Karnataka. And that's where I grew up. But in in Bangalore is the headquarters of Karnataka, so I did my entire schooling over there, and in in college and everything I studied in Bangalore. Okay. And I think we should wait a second because we're getting a lot of sirens in here. Yeah. Okay. It is okay. passed. We can continue. Passed. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Goa. How did you get to Goa? How did you Former, go? How did you go to Goa? For, how'd you go to Goa? Former Portuguese. Company. I'll get to that. Goa. So. Yeah, I started my uh, you know factory in in Bangalore, the first unit, and then started producing whiskey for the local market. India is a huge uh, you know whiskey drinking uh, country, and uh, Karnataka was one of the largest uh, you know whiskey consuming states. And we I started producing uh, brands for the local market, uh, and I would say entry level whiskies. And for many years, uh, you know, we started producing the, those brands. And and, and and around in, in 1995, I started the brand called Original Choice Whiskey. Okay. That continues to, and that continued to grow and do very well. And, uh, you know, that's still one of our, uh, you know, bread and butter, I would call it. Uh, you know, sells about 15 million cases uh, on a yearly basis. Each case is about nine liters. Wow. So that's what gives, gives us the money to be doing all these other things that we are still experimenting with. Now, yeah. we're going to taste these of course. as we go through the interview. Yes. Um, um, so, the first one is? It's a PX finish, uh, single malt whiskey. Oh, it smells uh, nice. You know, matured in the Pedro Jimenez uh, casks after the maturation of the uh, bourbon casks as that our, we have. As our audience knows, sherry finished whiskeys are my favorite. And I'm close behind you. Yes. Yeah. Sherry bombs, bring them on. Sherry is also one of my all-time favorites. So cheers, cheers, cheers. So basically, this is a 46%. Again, most of my variants are non-chill filtered uh, because we believe that chill filtration removes a lot of uh, the uh, fatty oils in, in the liquid, and so we don't suggest that. Definitely feel you, the oils. You, you lose yeah. that mouthfeel. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's, oh, that's, yeah. This is lovely. Um, aged how long? Finished how long? Aged for about between six to eight years. In ex-bourbon? Ex-bourbon, and then finished for about a year and or two on in the uh, PX casks. XPS casks. And what kind of bourbon casks are you allowed to say? Uh, it's uh, basically the once-use bourbon casks from the U.S., and all our casks are imported from uh, from the U.S. And now that, uh, you know, Sazerac is a part of uh, the 
John Distilleries. Uh, we buy most of it from Sazerac. Uh, so Buffalo Trace is in the mix. Yep. What is coming now? It's delicious. So you introduced this this brand in the nineties, not this yeah, brand. Yeah. But no, ninety five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then so in in the early two thousand, uh, I started traveling to you know the U.S. mainly. I was and I had a base over here, so I started drinking wine. So I you know started manufacturing wine in India. So we have a huge portfolio of wine, uh, which caters to you know the whites and the and and the reds and some desert wine also under the Big Banyan series. And then after that, it was what next? And I started drinking single malts and I loved the single malts. So I thought, why not? But it was still very new. I mean, didn't think that in India we would be able to produce because we were given to understand that it's only in Scotland that you can produce good quality, you know, single malts or good quality scotch can be only made over there. So I made a lot of trips to Scotland took, you know, visited a lot of the distilleries, took some samples from the streams uh, and the rivers over there. And in fact, I even carried back some water samples from there because, you know, I always thought that the water, uh, you know, was something that, you know, would actually define the quality of the single malts in India. And after I did the results and the testing, I I figured out that, I mean, we have, you know, all the ingredients where we could produce, uh, you know, if not equal, better quality stuff than in Scotland. so we decided. Better quality. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I didn't see any reason as to why we could not, you know, aspire for the best. I would say. Sure. Yeah. So we set out, uh, you know, to put up the plant at around in around, uh, I would say, 2005, um, six. Then I started manufacturing in around 2008, I would say. Okay. And then around 2012 is when we had the first batch of the four-year matured uh, single malt that came out. Uh, and we decided to market it in Europe first mm-hmm. because I wanted, uh, you know, the people that really knew what single malts were to actually uh, give the seal of approval. So we did our marketing over there and we started winning a lot of, we took part in a lot of competitions and then we started winning a lot of awards which gave us a lot more encouragement. Mm-hmm. And uh, we slowly started spreading, uh, you know, in Europe. And then, of course, we started spreading across the world. And then, about three years ago, we launched in India also. Okay. Oh wait. Oh wait, wow. You weren't in India. Yeah, we went to India. Uh, I would say, uh, you know, towards the end because you know we wow. needed the approval from the international market first mm. before we would actually, you know, get into the Indian market. And is that your approval or the country's approval? See, we've been uh, a, a British colony for over three hundred years, so we have a lot of. British influence mm-hmm. and you know so you know I mean that that notion is still there in the people in the minds of the people that if it's imported stuff you know it's good stuff if it's made in India it can't be that good right. so we needed to prove ourselves that we are competing with international brands and being recognized uh, as good quality stuff which we did. so it was strategic of you to strategic of you to establish yourself on the world stage First. before you'd be accepted at home yes and that's, that's what we did and I think to a large sad. extent it's we, we achieved that. And quite common. Yeah. I know, you but know, it's still sad. It is sad. I know. Well, did you a at profit, least have, like, A prophet is not came... without honor except in his own country. Yes. <laughs> did you uh, have any tours and stuff at the distillery? No, the tours no? just started, I would say, hardly about a year and a half oh, wow. ago. I mean, 
the two came even later on after even launching the product. So wow. So people, so people in India really just had no in idea. In fact, that people did not know that we were, uh, you know, a producer making high-quality single malts until about two, three years ago. Wow. Now, were you also making a whiskey for the domestic market? Not this, not the single malts. We were making right. whiskeys of all the other variants for the domestic market, which continued and we continued to grow and we were doing so all that. So that, that supported, that was your That's, cash flow. Yes, that was the and, cash and flow. And what's the name of that brand? Uh, I have one main brand which is called Original Choice Whiskey. Okay. Original Choice. Which is, okay. uh, I think it's, if it's, not, it's uh, I think the fifth largest selling brand, uh, whiskey in the world today. Wow. In terms of volume. Wow. And can we you, sold 15 so you million. can get it here? Uh, we, we, you know, we don't export it to this country. We no. are exporting it to the Gulf countries, a little bit to country. Africa. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> We don't get the good stuff. Is it, we is get it, the great stuff. Is it blended? What, no, actually, see, in, whiskey, in India, you know, most of the whiskey that is, uh, you know, made for the general uh, category is made from distilled molasses. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we produce alcohol and then uh, that is blended with the, you know, whiskey flavor and caramel is added to make it whiskey and caramel. And so that's how the definition that you are allowed to sell in, in India. And that's what we were doing. Right. Um, India, I know, is the world's largest whiskey, whiskey market. Yes. Um, but, again, um, much of what is sold in India is actually cane spirit with a variety of modifiers added to the mix. Caramel, a bit of grain spirit, uh, but it's largely cane spirit. Yeah. Right. Which we would look at and call, oh, well, that's rum. That's another reason why we are not exporting that to most of the countries because a lot of the countries have these laws where it has to be, you know, made out of some grain and, you know, to call it whiskey and we will not qualify under that category. So hence, uh, in a lot of the countries, uh, technically, we may not be allowed to qualify as a whiskey. Sure. But having said that, uh, I must admit that in the last few years, uh, India has made a lot of progress towards manufacturing grain alcohol. Mm -hmm. uh, the government also has been promoting molasses towards more for ethanol blending. And uh, they have been encouraging distilleries to produce grain spirit. It could be corn, it could be paddy, rice, mm -hmm. uh, wheat. Uh, so there's a lot of distilleries that have come up recently that produce. So I would say now it's about 50% of the, the, the uh, extra neutral alcohol that we call is the base material uh -huh. that we use, uh, is out of grain rather than molasses okay. now, compared to in the earlier stages when it used to be 100% only molasses. Basically. Okay. Wow. All right. Now, there are other single malts, fine single malts made in India, correct? Yes. There's yes. Amrut. Yes. There's Rampur. Yes. Um, so you're, you, are they, is it friendly competition? I mean, I think there's a scope for, you know, many more players. If you ask me, single malt is still a very, at a very nascent stage, including in, in this country. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm surprised, you know, you go to one of the best restaurants and you'll find him having three or four bottles of single malts. So I think there's a lot of scope. I would encourage that, uh, you know, there are more producers that come out, but I would only hope that they all maintain standards and don't undercut on doing anything. Uh, that does not define the quality for a single malt. But as long as that's done, I, I don't feel, I wouldn't call it a competition, you know, more the merrier. And I mean, there is a lot of scope for uh, people to taste different uh, varieties of single malts, which is, I think, very good. Well, look at Scotland, small country. Lots how, of ma how many brands? How many distilleries? Hundreds. Exactly. Hundreds. But right. then the only difference India? is... Uh, they were colonizing. Second, second largest, second no, most they, they, popular. They the colonized world. the whole world, and at that time, <laughs> well, it was yes, very easy to that. push the products into them. <laughs> we are the reverse, you know. We, we were colonized, so getting a product into a country 
is 10 times more a Herculean task for us than a British band going into a country that is being colonized by them. So that's a difference. True. Fair true. enough. <laughs> Although, to be extra fair, Scotland was taken over by the Brits too. That's true. So. Um, shall we? <clears throat> uh, yes, number two. Yes, yes. Uh, which is next? So the next one would be the Oloroso. Okay. So again, this is another Sherry, uh, I mean, it's another Oloroso uh, finish. Uh, I mean, I mean, I love the, the Sherry finish whiskies. No, no, I didn't. <laughs> I did not. Thank you. And you, have you room yet? Oh, he's I don't really either. Well, he's busy talking, and you're—I don't know what you're doing. Don't, you don't talk so room. much. <laughs> well, no, keep talking because th yeah. otherwise no one's going to listen to our show. <laughs> so yeah. So basically, this is uh, you know an Oloroso finish. Oh, that's got a Master distiller Michael travels out the world to pick up the casks, and these are casks that are typically used for you know 40, 50 years, mm -hmm. <laughs> maturing these um, sherry finishes, uh, and. They have a lot of character in them. Yes, yes these are do. actual ex-sherry casks. A lot of the sherry cask product one sees in the market is is has is acquainted with sherry, but it's not truly an ex-sherry cask. They're they're created, sherry passes through them, and then they're shipped to Scotland. Now, it's becoming very difficult to find sherry cask, especially I'm talking of the ones that have been used for the last 30 years and 40 years. Mm -hmm. It's extremely difficult now. So what's happening now is that you know a lot of these casts are being made sent to to Spain to you know mature the sherry in those casks and then people get it back to do their finishes. So that's the new trend that is happening. I'm presuming probably that's what will have to happen going forward. But these are actual. These are ex-working casks. These they are. We were we were actually fortunate enough to pick up uh, you know a, a, a lot of uh, these ex-casks. But I don't think we will get them anymore. So going forward, probably we may also have to resort to, you know, using these casks that are. So what you're saying used. is we need to buy up all the bottles we can right now. Uh, <laughs> well, that's. Uh, I mean, we'll strive to continue to see how we can maintain the quality of what we are giving now. But going forward, it is definitely going to be. A challenge. So how many years was this? And was this only in? Sherry, or was this also in Britain? No, no. Typically, these are all finished in sherry cask. So we uh, we normally have between five to six years in once used bourbon cask, and then we finish it between you know one to two years in a sherry cask. Okay. Depending on when Michael feels that it's the right time to take it out. Or this might be too early to jump to this, but are you are you typically we save this sort of question for the for the end? But since we're talking about finishes, are you experimenting with port and Madeira and Marsala and? Yes, we, we are doing a lot of experiments. I mean, there's a whole section that we have in the factory, which I love doing, you know, doing experimenting with a lot of stuff from, and as a result of those experiments is what you see, which you will see later on is the, the Paul John XO is mm -hmm. a brandy. Brandy. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we go across the spectrum, you know, from finishing it, finishing single malts with casks to actually experimenting with a lot of other things also. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of stuff that's going on and whatever we feel has reached the right, you know, maturation and uh, fits the profile that we like, we will release. If not, we kill it. Okay. So how many active expressions do you have on the market right now? Probably around 12, I would say, if okay. I'm not mistaken. I mean, I'm also losing count because, for example, <laughs> you know, every year during the Christmas time, we release a limited edition of a Christmas edition. Right. 
I mean, so those are all not counted as, you know, expressions because in 2018 we had the first Christmas edition and 2019 we had another. And each one is a different blend, different packaging, and it's just limited number of bottles only for that year. Once it's sold, it's gone. Right. So occasionally we come up with those kind of things also, you know, sub, sub, special casks sometimes. The mm -hmm. one-offs, as they call them. Yeah, the one-offs. But yeah. yeah, on a standard yeah. basis, I think we have, we have that, you know, the, the Nirvana, Brilliance, Edited, Bold, mm -hmm. Classic, Pitted. And then we have the PX, Oloroso, XO, and then Mithuna, with the, we have the Star Sign series, which was the first one was uh, Kanya, next. and then was, uh, was Mithuna. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, what, what's your favorite? I'm a non-peat fan, so you know I would prefer, uh, <laughs> as I said, uh, you know, Oloroso is one of my most favorite stuff. Okay. And then, of course, Mithuna, absolutely love it. But yeah, I'm... My palate is more towards the non-peat, and I like uh, more of the sweeter finish, so anything to do with that. 2018 Christmas edition was, again, one of my most favorite stuff that mm -hmm. I actually Did, really did you keep loved. a couple bottles that you ha still have at home? But by the time I realized that, uh, you know, I mean, the bottles were hard to get by. I do have <laughs> some, I think, but, I mean, I would have loved to have had more if I, you know, I'd realized that this was something that... Yes, in really future, you need to hold back the case. So this expression that we're just having, how many years was it in bourbon and how many, or did we just ask that? Around six years in bourbon and, uh, you know, again, you know, uh, and two years in the, Depending uh, the on. PX. And what's, is this, is it the same base recipe as the first one that we had or is it a different? Yeah, the only difference is that uh, that is an uh, X uh, PX cask finish, mm -hmm. and this is an Oloroso okay. cask. Same so juice. Same yeah. juice. Pretty much, pretty much okay. yeah, the same. Again, okay. see, since we have a lot of, uh, you know, different, we have underground cellar, we have above the ground yeah, cellar. Yeah, can you, uh, Karai, who is your U.S. representative, uh, told me about that once. Can you okay. talk to us about that? You you, you age some of it in a, in a, in a traditional rickhouse, right. and some of it is subterranean. Like yeah, they do with the we wine. also have uh, like, below mm -hmm. the ground, uh, you know, uh, maturation. So that again, because of the humidity, yeah, Goa, uh, you know, it's it's a sea coast. So there's a lot of humidity. Monsoons are extremely, uh, you know, very active. So there's a lot of uh, rain. Uh, so it gets sultry, and there's a lot of uh, uh, sun during summer and all through the year. Goa is very hot, and that's why we have so much of evaporation, so much mm -hmm. of maturation that happens over the years. And <clears throat> that's why we are able to, you know, get uh, close to a 20-year maturation in six years' time. So how much uh, angel share do you think you have? We have roughly Seven. about 8 to 10 percent of evaporation on a yearly basis. That's, and, I'm uh, so sorry. But then that's the flip side. But then the good side is if you see all our variants are non uh, yeah, non no color, no, it's all 100 percent natural. Yeah. Oh, so the color that you're getting is all from the... Okay, now right. what is this one? What this is Mituna. This is new. This is yes. Mituna. This is a part of our, yeah. Oh, this is one of the uh, part of our um, uh, Zodiac sign series. Uh, we had, this is the second release of the Zodiac sign series. And incidentally, this has won some very good awards. And I think. So what, <clears throat> okay, what is this? How do you, how do you, what's the recipe on this guy? What do you make? How, how do you, who, what is it finished <laughs> in? What is it this aged is in? This is actually uh, aged in uh, new casks. So unlike, okay. uh, you know, virgin bourbon cask, it's virgin cask okay. uh, for the first six years. American oak? Uh, American oak. American oak. And then matured in once-use bourbon for another two years. Because okay. if we mature it for too long, then it has to, it will get too much of the, the woodiness. So in six years, it was taken out and then it was put into once-use bourbon cask for another and, two and years. And what is it called again? Mituna. M-I-T-H-U-N-A for our listeners yeah. it's and the, viewers. It's, it's the Mituna. Indian uh, star sign for Gemini. Gemini, okay. 
Are you going to have an so Aquarius? This, so this is a two-faced. Hopefully, whiskey. if we find the blend that figures to the character of, well, you know, whatever you know, that's it is. the water bearer. So I <coughs> yeah. think that would be appropriate for the water of life. Yeah, and yes. I'm too. I'm an Aquarius, so I, okay. I retain water. So, so. I am also. Our birthdays are what two days apart? <laughs> yes. Yes. So. No one. I'm the seventh. I'm the, yes, so two days. I'm the fifth. Yeah, yeah okay. there we go. And now everybody has our birthdays. <laughs> but not, not the year. Not the year. Okay. I, yeah. um, well, I so anyway, know. You kind of whispered earlier. They I can did. figure it yes, out. Yes, I so. did. Uh, so this is Gemini, so it's two-faced. Yes. Does that mean you can't trust it? Or yes. does that mean that it, that, it, that, it, that it has different qualities with each tasting? It has different qualities of each tasting. Okay. And, you can, and if you see the packaging also, the... <laughs> the front side mm -hmm. and the it's what to say two faced. <laughs> All right, it's two faced. That's lovely. That's awesome. <coughs> That's a beautiful box, actually. It's two faced. Hey, Philip, open that. Is that one of those side opening beautiful with the? Yes, open it. Is a glorifier. Yeah. You open it. Oh, yeah. oh wow! Oh wow! That's fun. And then Engineering. Yeah. Yep, yep, that's fun. All right. Yep. So Sometimes I wish I was a packaging person because yeah. I would come up with so many fun ways to package stuff. Yeah. You can Cheers. still get into Sajima. it. You have the age. Oh, Cheers. wait. Oh, so, no, I have a little. <laughs> yeah. And ideally, these are all uh, higher strength. Uh, can, you, can, can you guess the strength of, of this? Guess. A million dollar bet. Um, <clears throat> are we do talking proof or, or yeah, ABV? Proof. 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 Uh, I See, know, for example, our uh, brilliance edited bolt and a brilliance edited bolt is forty-six uh, percent. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's definitely more than forty-six, but I feel, but I, it's not. And it doesn't taste like a lot more. Sabas. I, I okay. think that it is fifty-seven. <laughs> you have seen it. Are you looking I've, at the bottle? No, but I've no, tasted it's this it's before. Oh, okay. because is it because you're fifty-seven that you're saying it's fifty-seven? Oh, I don't know. It could be. Okay. So no, yeah. no, it really is. It's fifty-seven. It's, it's, it's fifty-seven and change. It's right? fifty-eight percent. Okay. Uh, so almost cast strength, and you will never tell that it is cast strength. I mean, it goes down. It so does well. not. It does not drink at all. all. No. 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 This is one of the most mildest things that I've tasted at that percent. At fifty-seven. At at Philip's age. <laughs> You know, we and need to we need to get one at my age. It's it's just past the forty six. So you know, okay. but who does the forty seven? Nobody does the forty seven. Oh uh, no, we could. Is that a mosquito? Write to us. Write to us, fans. Is that a mosquito? It is. It this is a mosquito. Really, this really, uh, you know, uh, settles down and expresses itself uh, if you leave it to breathe for about ten minutes in the glass, mm, between okay. ten to twenty minutes. All right, fine. I'll put well, it down. While we're waiting, can we talk barley? <gasps> yes. Where do you the get source. the barley? Where do you get it? India do you grows grow a it? lot of barley. It's a very big beer drinking country. <laughs> uh -huh. And uh, in the northern okay. parts between Punjab, Haryana, Rajasthan, you know, the, I would say, uh, you know, we would extend the foothills of Himalayas to that part. But basically, uh, in that region over there, so a lot of barley is grown mainly for uh, the beer. And uh, it's the six-row barley that we use compared to the two-row barley that's oh. normally used. Six-row, okay. that's why it's yeah. so good. So we, so that's a bit yeah. more expensive, is it not? <clears throat> it is. So, and we realize that it has got more husk and uh, as a result has more oils. And the oils are what gives it that, that, that flavor and that, that silky finish that you get after mm -hmm. it. So, I mean, we're happy with what we're using. That's awesome. Yeah. And cocktails, you said you have a cocktail program. You've got a bunch of things. Now, where would we find these cocktails these, that you... These recipes, yeah. Yes. Yeah. We have a lot of recipes on the web, and uh, I think um, okay. Corey will be happy to, you know, send you all those uh, links. Come in and, and wave to the audience yeah. Wave in front of the camera there. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, nice to have you. Thanks for showing, uh, showing your beautiful face on TV. That is Karai Khan Özdemir. Yeah, I would never be able to say his last name. <laughs> it's like Aista. Aista, I'm glad you got married to Aista, Mr. Phillips. <laughs> glad your name is Phillips now. Yes. <laughs> yes. Anyway. Well, awesome. Yeah. Uh, Paul John, it has been such an, an honor to be able to not only meet you, but interview you in the same day that I got to meet you. And we really appreciate, appreciate you being here and sharing your, your whiskeys and your, and your, rum, and your um, Brandy. brandies. Jeez. As always, a pleasure. We Thank did you discuss rum. Yes, we did. But that's not what we had. Right. I see right. the mosquito again. I'm going to get him. <laughs> Very good. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank, Thank you, you for so having much. me. A pleasure. Thank you. For show notes on today's podcast, please visit our website at spiritsofwhiskey.com. That's whiskey with an E. We'll include links and supporting documents from today's stories in this episode's blog post. As always, you'll see upcoming topics, a guest roster, and links to past shows. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, Slanchava! Spirits of Whiskey is produced by First Real Entertainment and the Center for Culinary Culture, home of the Cocktail Collection, and is available via Anchor, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and wherever fine podcasts are heard.